This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, James the son of Zebedee and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after instructing them thus, Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost, you have received. Without cost, you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord. This Sunday, we resume the, in the church's calendar the Sundays of ordinary time. I hope you remember it's not ordinary as in blah. It's ordinary from the Latin word, verb, ordinare, to count. We come together every Sunday to begin the week and to count out the weeks of our lives as they unfold. I hope you're doing this with a high consciousness of the graces that we receive during Lent and then the Easter season. We're going to see how those graces are real in the unfolding of our lives as Christians as we move ahead with the rest of this year. So we're back to the Gospel of Matthew. Today we're hearing a passage from the end of the ninth chapter and the beginning of the tenth chapter. At this point in his public ministry, Jesus is about a year into his public ministry. He's in the first year of his public ministry. He has been focused on traveling through the region of Galilee. He is teaching in the Jewish synagogues about the kingdom of heaven, his central message. The final stage of humanity begins with him, he claims. It's the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. It begins now. It ultimately becomes eternal. People can be part of this kingdom if they make the choice to be followers of Jesus, disciples of Jesus. And the scripture says that he travels throughout Galilee preaching about the kingdom and healing people of every disease and illness. At the end of the fourth chapter of Matthew, there's that statement about what he does. And then almost verbatim at the end of the ninth chapter, it's repeated. The gospel writer is saying there, this stage of Jesus's ministry comes to a conclusion and now a new phase begins. That's what we hear this morning. In this new phase, Jesus calls some of his disciples, the 12 closest ones, and he sends them out. That's what it is to be an apostle. Apostle means one who is sent. It's the only time in the Gospel of Matthew that that ver word, rather, is used. So he calls some of his already followers, and he sends them out with his authority. Take this directly. If you have received and are trying to cooperate with the grace of Easter, 
It's always, always about being sent out into this world by Jesus. So I encourage you to join me this week, reread this passage, take it exactly directly, and if you do that, if you actually do it, I promise you, you will have a very active week spiritually. So the first thing the Gospel writer says is Jesus is looking out at these vast crowds of people who are now attracted to him, and he sees them, I'm going to give you the words in this translation, he sees all these people as troubled and abandoned. That word troubled in Greek is harassed. These people, whether it's by the conditions of their lives, most of them are economically poor, or the quality of the leaders who are pretty lousy that they have, they are harassed. And abandon, the word literally in Greek, is prostrate. They're on the ground. They are knocked out. These people are suffering. It's because they are like sheep without a shepherd. You may remember that from the Old Testament. That expression, sheep without a shepherd, is very specific. It's about God's chosen people, the Jewish people, who have been messed with by really corrupt, lousy religious leaders. They are supposed to be growing in God, and significantly because their leaders are so lousy, they're in terrible shape. Jesus sees all these people in terrible shape, and the scripture writer says he's, his heart is moved with pity. The core of who Jesus is, seeing what a mess these people are, the core of Jesus is moved with pity. Not to be taken for granted, one of the easiest things to do on this planet, and we seem to be expert at it these days in this country, is to look around at everybody else, see what a mess this world is, and then either entertain ourselves with describing it or just putting it off. To look at the real world on the ground in Lawrence in June of 2023, to see what a mess we can be, very easy. To look at people the way Jesus does, there's room for growth in me on a regular basis to allow my soul to be moved with pity for the condition we find in which we find ourselves. So he calls together his disciples and he says, the harvest is rich. The good that's out there in these people, even though everything's, you know, a big, big mess, the harvest is rich, but the laborers are few. The people out there working to bring the good out of people, they are few. So ask the master of the harvest, which is God, to send laborers for his harvest. Ask God to send people out there to bring out the good. It's really there to bring out the good in this very fallen, sinful world. And that's exactly what Jesus does. He calls the 12 together. They're listed with Peter first because he is the preeminent of the 12, and Judas last because he will betray Jesus. And he tells them to go out first at this stage just to the Jewish people, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. He will later, later send all these people minus Judas out into the whole world. But right now it's the Jewish people. Go out and proclaim that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do the very same thing that Jesus has been doing. Go out and tell people, which means opening your mouth. Tell people that the kingdom of heaven has begun. 
and then do four things. I invite you to take these literally this week. Four things. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse lepers. What is the, uh, the verb? Push out, drive out, I got it. Drive out demons. Okay, so what could this mean? He gives them his authority, so they're not just acting on their own. Go out and do these four things. I hope you can get this. Heal the sick. There are sick people around us all the time, 24-7. Physically ill, psychologically ill, people who are really sick, just they're sick. You, this week, go out and heal them. Offer them healing love in Jesus. Make the phone call. Make the visit. Bring the gift. Say the prayers. Spiritually and corporally, act. Act to bring healing into the life of a sick person. Every one of us can do this. Number two, raise the dead. One of the easiest things for any person who claims to be Christian or any other true faith is to recognize how spiritually dead this country can be, how spiritually dead individuals can be. I can give you a list of the people I go to work, how spiritually dead they are, the school I attend, how spiritually dead people are. On television, everybody is spiritually dead. Well, do something about it this week. Instead of criticizing, which is just simple, any idiot can criticize, you go and give new life to a person you recognize is spiritually dying or dead. You give the love of Jesus in action, corporal and spiritual. Do something about it. Third, cleanse lepers. In every time and place, there are certain kinds of people whom I recognize have long-term unpleasant suffering, and we distance ourselves from them. Every time and place, there are lepers. I would say that drug addicts in Lawrence, these bands of people walking around whom we see every day, I think that they are lepers in our city. Cleanse lepers. Get into their lives and do something that is pure. Speak, pray, act, cleanse lepers. You're going to see people, I guarantee you, today on your way home from this worship who are lepers. Do something about it. Fourth and finally, drive out demons. Again, anyone who knows anything about God, you recognize how much evil is in this world. Did you read about this Harvard Medical School mortuary? You know, we should frame that. The next time you see somebody who denies the existence of evil, it is pure evil. There is so much evil. Again, I'm not bashing on Lawrence. I love Lawrence. There's so much obvious evil here. There's so much violence. There's so much abuse. There's so much crime. Do something about it. Don't just observe it. Don't just say, oh, oh, oh. Do something about it. Drive out demons at your workplace. So start with your mother-in-law, obviously. At your workplace, in your family, just call out evil and do something about it. Materially and spiritually, do something about it. 
Just push those four directions from Jesus. Do them, and you will be very busy this week. Finally and importantly, in that passage, Jesus says to those disciples, without cost you have received. Without cost you are to give. So wait, is anyone here expecting money to go out and work for Jesus this week? Of course not. But do I expect people to pay in another form when I do work for Jesus? Yes. I expect you to change. I expect you to be grateful. I expect you, within a certain period of time, identified by me, of course, to make improvements in your life. I expect people to recognize the good I do. I expect you to respect me, at least, for doing these good things. Yes, but you and I, every single good thing we've received from Jesus, it's absolutely free. None of us paid anything for this. I must give without cost. Mm, and also, kind of about God. Do I expect God to kind of pay me for doing Jesus' work? I sort of do. I sort of expect if I'm going to live this way, I should have a pretty orderly, pretty safe life. We do this as a community. We're working on this or that really important work of God in this city, and we think certainly within the next, like, nine months, we should see results. God should certainly give us those results. Or, you know, certainly I'm not going to get cancer. I mean, I'm working for God. You, maybe, but not, I am not going to get cancer, right? I would expect God to protect me from cancer. All ridiculous. All ridiculous. Without cost, I have received. Without cost, I must give. Being a Christian has nothing to do with being a doormat, going out there, living Jesus' love, and getting bashed and no rewards. Being a Christian is about being a healer and a life giver and a cleanser and a driver out of demons. Do it. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.